This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. As of recording this, it's actually uh, Non-Binary Awareness Week. It, am I releasing it actually on Non-Binary Awareness Week? Of course not, because I never know about things in advance, and so I don't plan in advance. But anyway, that's some behind the scenes. <laughs> My name is Alex, or Volpez. I use they, Z, Fox, Void, and he pronouns, and this is Stride with Pride. Hello and welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a fantastic however long it's been since you listened to the last episode. Before I talk about what we're doing this episode, this week, I would like to briefly talk about the gender census. So this is something that happens every year. It's happened every year since, oh, I think it was 2013. Um, and they collect data from everyone or from People around the world um, who do not wholly identify as male or female. And it takes a census of us. So you um, ask about the labels you use to describe your gender, the titles you use. So whether that's like Miss, Mr, Mix, Doctor, all those kind of things or none of the above. Um, and it also asks about the pronouns you use. Um, and so basically it's a way of documenting these things. Um, which can be really, really important because the um, creator of this, once all the results are in, um, they collate it all into a spreadsheet and it is free and available for any and all researchers to use. Um, and so this is a really good way of getting representation of ourselves and particularly neopronouns and xenogenders um, and smaller gender identities into research, into the mainstream. And we get some representation, which is really cool. So please, 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 um, it takes like two seconds. It's, it's really quick. Um, it took me a bit longer because I have so many pronouns. Um, and it lets you add neo-pronouns as well, which is really rad. Um, so please, please do it if you do not fit into the um, wholly male or wholly female category. Um, just search up gender census, probably gender census 2022. It's the first one that comes up. Um, take that. It's all um, anonymous. It doesn't take names or anything. And it does close on, I believe, the 13th of April. Um, so get in quick. Um, not sure when this is going to be released, but hopefully before then. Um, so you still have a few weeks um, to go do it. Please, it's really important. Um, and it's really cool to track usage of stuff over time as well. Um, so please do it. Gender Census 2022. Look it up. Now let's get on with the episode. So in this week's episode, I want to talk a bit about non-binary rep in media. Um, this is not really going to be comprehensive or anything. I mainly just wanted to talk about non-binary characters that I like in um, some of the media that I have seen. Um, and just to talk about them. Um, but first, I am going to mention, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but um, Rowan Ellis, who I definitely have mentioned before, go check out their YouTube channel, um, Ellis, E-L-L-I-S, she has 
this thing called, or I don't know what it's called, but it, I sort of refer to it as a queer representation scale. Um, and it's a like a plus diagram, and it has, of course, two intersecting lines. Um, and this diagram is used to plot um, queer representation and where it sits um, in relation to these um, axes that I am going to mention. So the first axis, axis, axis? yeah, um, the first axis is basically how visible, visibility of the representation. Um, and so the far left of this um, axis is invisible. The cross section is incidental and the far right section is focused. Um, and so this is about whether the media um, and the identity of the character in that media is completely invisible um, and maybe it's you know mentioned outside the text, <coughs> Dumbledore, or if it's incidental. Um, so incidental might be something like, oh, yeah, they're here. They happen to be this, but this isn't the, the focus, you know. They happen to be bisexual, they happen to flirt with other people on the side and people of all different genders on the side, but it's not focused on that. You know, it's just something that happens to be mentioned and is shown a little bit, but it's not focused on at all, it's just part of the world. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing, um, it's cool to have shows where it is incidental and it's not really cared about, because it's really nice for queer people to be like, oh... I can just be accepted and no one will bat an eye. And that's rad too. Um, and then there is the focused side. And so that's stories where, of course, the identity is focused upon. It is a main facet of the character and the queerness is central to their identity. And this isn't the whole, oh, being gay is your whole personality. It's that being queer affects so much of your life. It affects your worldviews. It affects how people treat you um, and your ideologies in general, like you begin to realize the cis-heteropatriarchal norms and all of that and how they don't apply to you and how you fit outside of that. And it, it changes your whole perspective. And so it's it's to do with that. Um, so where the visibility of the character's identity is and how much it's focused on. And the other axis is basically like the treatment of the identity, how the media treats the character with that identity and also how the characters within the show um, treat the character with the identity. Um, and so this axis, um, we'll say this is the up and down one because I use the other one as the x-axis. So this is the y-axis um, and the, the bottom of this axis is condemnation. So like it's bad to be gay or queer or whatever X identity is, its characters condemn them, the media condemns them. This is things like horror movies where they use trans people as the villain and they are evil and bad because they're trans and they're doing all these bad things, um, which is a rhetoric we see today, still, yay, not yay. And in the middle of this, the cross section is assimilation, um, and so that's the things where it's just... It's kind of like incidental. It's just part of the world. Um, you're, no one treats it differently. Um, it's not necessarily celebrated, but it is there, and no one really cares that much. It's perfect equality or whatever. <laughs> and the last one is liberation. 
Um, and so there's a lot of debate um, everywhere about um, sort of assimilation versus liberation, um, and that has especially been a focus in a lot of queer history and politics. Um, basically, it's whether we should focus on um, just blending in, being one of the gang, um, the gang being like cishets, um, blending in and um, doing our best to sort of not stay hidden, but like just be equal and be treated equally, which is a good thing. Um, but then there is the idea of liberation, um, which is that of we forge our own identities. Our, we know, we realize our identities are not the norm, and that's great. We should celebrate that. We forge our own paths, create entirely new ways of being. So assimilation would be like creating a nuclear family. Um, there just happen to be two mums, or there happen to be two dads, or, you know, queer parents um, of some variety. Whereas liberation might be, you know, creating a queer commune for you and all your queer friends um, and having that as a form of family, you know. Um, and um, assimilation might be trying to pass as a trans person, trying to pass exactly as the gender you are. However, liberation is not caring about that, you know. It's, it's like realizing that you know transness is power and stepping into that and releasing yourself of the need to blend in um being loudly openly and proudly yourself um and not really caring what the societies think which is really cool <laughs> um but basically those are the axes as a recap um the visibility one is invisible incidental focused and the treatment one is condemnation, assimilation, and liberation. So moving on from that, I want to talk just a bit. Um, we've talked about it before, I believe. Um, but there is a common thing in media um, portraying, well, a lot of different types of people, um, but also non-binary people as AI characters or aliens, basically just non-humans in general. This is also the case I've mentioned for Arrow Ace people as well as autistic people. This trope commonly coincides and can happen for a lot of people. Um, but oftentimes, especially in sci-fi and things like that, the characters that may be referred to with they-them pronouns or that are seen as genderless are ones from another world, so aliens or something, or are robots, AI, non-human. Um... <laughs> which is um can be a bit um not great if that's your only representation like i mean a lot of us um claim this non-humanness um as very gender um but you know not not all of us do um and also it's nice to have some human representation where we are humanized um so yeah i also do think that partially this is the reason why that a lot of us claim non-humanness as gender um but that's a whole different whole different thing um and there's something called um void punk which is really cool and I'll, I'll talk about it in a different thing i can probably talk yeah i can i could probably do a whole episode about that but yeah um it's a whole thing um it's not necessarily inherently a bad thing um it's just very common and if it's the only representation we see of ourselves it can be a bit uh not the best because we start seeing ourselves as not human which um dehumanized which not the best um unless you're wanting that for yourself but like you know 
most of us don't want to be dehumanized um, for our existence. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, I am just going to talk about some non-binary characters in media that I like. Yeah. So, <laughs> here we go. Um, so, first off, Double Trouble from She-Ra, The Princesses of Power. Anyone who knows me knows that I absolutely love this show. Two pieces. Have I done an episode about this? I don't actually think I have. Oh, my God. I am slacking as a queer podcast host. So sad with myself. Anyway, <laughs> double trouble in this is um, the only, like, sort of canon non-binary character. I mean, you can, like, he'd canon a lot of the characters as non-binary, but this is the only really sort of explicit one. Um, double trouble. Everyone uses they-them pronouns for them. Heroes and villains alike. Everyone, without question, never any kind of question about their gender. Um, so I guess I would say this is probably uh, assimilation and incidental, um, just because it's not really focused on that it's their identity, that they are non-binary. I mean, they're a shapeshifter. Non-binary is heck, um, obviously. Uh, um, they're a shapeshifter. They change to different identities. So I, I guess in that way, the sort of gender fluidity, it's in a way focused, but it's not focused in the way that it's gender fluidity because there are much bigger things going on in the show, like, you know, wars um, and stuff. So, you know, um, so they are kind of also alien looking um, and a shapeshifter. This is, you know, they're only non-binary character, so they're not like human-y, but also this show is just like a bunch of weird people in general. Um, one of the people as a cat so um you know I, I i i think it's vibes i like them a lot they're very gender um they're so cool but yeah i like double trouble they uh, there's a lot going on with them oh oh my god i just found out um that actually the creator of the show has since come out as uh quote non-binary or something like it um and uses any pronouns um which is really cool um, and he's also said that he's trans mask and by gender, which is rad as heck. Um, so, um, the more you know, uh, they were, I don't know, maybe representing themselves. I can't confirm that, but that's some new information for me, which is really cool. So congrats to Indy Stevenson. <laughs> Moving on, we have, oh my God, I've talked about them before. Jim from Our Flag Means Death. Ah. Oh! I love this character so much. Um, I just, oh, so much, so much. They are non-binary. They use they them pronouns for them. The actor is non-binary, which is super cool. Um, this one has a, a mix of um, being affected by it, um, but also like, like experiencing some like of the weird questions around it um, and people thinking gender things about them. Um, but also just people just accepting and using the pronouns, um, which is really cool. Um, so, you know, I, I I just think this is rad. Um, am I going to place all of them on the scale? I don't know. Um, I, I would say it's, it's, it's quite a big part of their character, um, but it's, it's not all of their character. So it's somewhere between incidental and focused, I would say. And it's... Yeah, sort of, sort of assimilation and somewhere to liberation. They're living their own life as a pirate. They're not um, dealing with any sort of heteronormative standards there, sort of. So, I don't know. I would say it's leaning towards the liberation side. 
Oh my god. Next up. Oh, ooh, my loves. My loves. Um, we have Crowley mainly, but also Aziraphale and like all the angels and demons. Um, all of the ethereal and infernal, the just celestial, you know, the beings in, um, Good Omens. And they're also kind of all intersex. Um, because in the, uh, book of Good Omens, it says, um, says some stuff about Zero being gay because obviously, but um, technically not, but kind of yes. But um, angels don't have a sex um, unless they put in some effort, um, and so they're all intersex uh, by nature, which is rad. Um, but also, they're all kind of non-binary as well. They kind of they just Crowley is very fluid. Um, I love them all. Both Crowley would use any pronouns, mainly uses he him. Um, but uses she, her as Nanny Ashtoreth, um, and very fluid with presentation, queers so much, but yeah, they're, they're just so lovely. Um, they're really non-binary. I mean, look at them. Um, Crowley especially is a non-binary icon. So much gender can fit in this, I wasn't say bad boy, but he's, he's, he's a little soft, man. He, he's not, he's a little gay. It's a gay demon. Um, <laughs> um, and Zero is also very chill about Crowley being very fluid. Um, and also, like, Zero wears a dress as um, as Madame Tracy and doesn't bat an eye. None of them bat an eye with anything to do with um, presentation. Zero is very comfortable in being in posh and dandy masculinity. Um, they're so... They're so queer. They're so gay for each other as well, obviously. Um, and so we, we sort of see um, non-binary people being viewed as, you know, desirable, which is something that you know, we didn't really necessarily get in a lot of early representation. We got othered, um, but seeing ourselves as wanted, as desirable, can be really, really important for a lot of non-binary people, especially young non-binary people who might feel um, like they have to change themselves to be wanted. And so you just feel so out of place. And so you feel like almost like you might need to change your identity to be able to experience some kind of intimate relationship, which just isn't the case when you find the right people. Um, and so it's cool to see representation of non-binary people being desirable, which is rad. Um, and also, um, Pollution, the character of Pollution, they then pronouns are used for them, um, by God in the narration. Um, this is one of the four horsemen. Um, they're gender, like, that's, <laughs> they are gender. Um, also the fly, um, the fly one, Beelzebub, I'm pretty sure they then pronouns are used for them as well. Um, however, <laughs> um, in a tweet, um, Neil Gaiman creator of it, um, said that um, Beelzebub probably uses Zzzzer um, pronouns, which is quite funny because they're a fly, so sort of fly noises. Um, it's funny, um, but also non-binary, <laughs> um, so that's cool. Also Uriel, I think, is non-binary. All of, like, so many of the, like, I wouldn't say extraterrestrial, I don't know, the beings not from Earth are non-binary. Again, sort of like... The non-Earth ones are only non-binary, um, which, like, eh. But also, 
I like them all, um, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm just going to, I feel like I'm going to need to speed run through all of the next ones. Um, Cal and um, there's also another character, I don't remember the name, but um, there's two non-binary people. Um, the one, the actor for Cal um, is also non-binary themselves. Um, uh, these characters are both from Sex Education Season 3, I believe. Um, and they also talk about... Uh, assimilation versus revolution, um, or slash liberation, um, in their thing as well. Like, there's actually some really good dialogue about that, which I think is really cool. So, if you're interested in that, hit up season three of Sex Education because that's some solid discourse, um, but not in the like Twitter discourse way. <laughs> Moving on, we have we have Janet from The Good Place. Oh my god, The Good Place is one of my absolute favorite shows. Um, I love her. She uses she, her, but she consistently says not a girl um, and, you know, keeps saying stuff like that and reminding people that she's not a girl or not human or anything like that, um, which is super rad um, and shows, you know, non-binary people can be femme. They can, they don't have to use they, them pronouns. Hell yeah. Um, she is like robot um, sort of thing. Um, but it's very much humanized within the media, um, and the identity isn't focused on, it's not even, like, you know, said to be non-binary, but, like, gender. And I actually saw a really good comic, um, talking about being non-binary, and, um, they're trying to figure out what they are, but, um, in the way that Janet says not a girl, they feel comfort in, for now, identifying as what they are not, so not binary, non-binary, which I think is really cool. I love her so much. Also, Michael from that is sort of non-binary as well. I feel like all the kind of, again, celestial sort of beings are um, non-binary in some way. Um, it just kind of seems to be the template. Um, but to be honest, I love these characters, so I don't really care. <laughs> Sid from One Day at a Time. Um, I love this show so much. This scene is desirable, which is really cool. They have a relationship with one of the main characters. They're a sweetheart. They're such a nerd. I love them. They dress up as the TARDIS at one point. Like, I love them so much. They are, if anyone touches them, I will hurt people. Um, we then have Rain from The Owl House, um, which y'all probably know about, but, um, I haven't seen the second half of the second series yet, so no spoilers. Um, but Rain is a character that was friends, I think, maybe lovers, with um, Ida in childhood, past life, teenagehood, I don't know, adolescence. Um, and uses they, them pronouns. No one questions this. They're just there, and they're a cool character as well. Ah, super cool. I, I love it, and I love seeing non-binary representation in kids' shows. Um, and this one is also... Well, not human, but, like, is, like, regular in the world. Like, isn't, like, an other type of thing. Because um, they're all another type of thing. Because it's a whole different realm. <laughs> um, Rain is really cool, and I love them, and I can't wait to see more of them when I watch the second part of the series. Next up, we have Stevoni from Steven Universe. The creator of this show is also non-binary. And Stevani is the fusion of Steven, who's a dude, and Connie, who's who's a girl, as far as I know. Um, and they 
use they them pronouns and as Stevani, um, and their gender. Honestly, look at them. Um, Stevani is cool. <laughs> um, and there's also Ship from Seven Universe, um, who is dating Sadie. Um, so seen as desirable, which is cool. Um, also. Everyone just loves Stevani as well, so also seen as desirable. Um, but Ship, yeah, is, is brought up, uses they, them pronouns. It's brought up in that way, um, but it's not a big deal. Um, seen as desirable, is human. Um, it's great. <laughs> um, and last of all, we have Asha from Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. Is that what? I, I never remember the full title, but oh, love that show. So good. But yeah, um, it's it's just brought up. It's incidental. Um, is in a relationship, um, and there's no questions about like, you know, oh no, I'm with a non-binary person. Do I need to change my sexuality label or anything? And I guess that's valid if you do have that. But like, it's cool they didn't have that, and that there was no like angst sort of about this person's gender identity, um, being a hurdle or anything. Um, it was just there, which is really cool. And all of the characters, actually, that are in relationships here, their gender is never brought up as, like, a problem for the relationship, which is uh, so good. Uh, well, actually, for, for Cal, that that is brought up, um, but that is because it is focused on that identity, um, and it shows some realism there, um, and that's that's cool. But, like, yeah, I, I, like, I like some comfort media where it's not brought up. Where you can just exist and be non-binary and happy, which is really good for a lot of people to see. Um, but I also like that it is discussed in um, the in Sex Education with Cal, um, and I want to see more of this character and the conversations they have because that's really cool. One thing I did want to bring up though, because I was looking up like you know lists of non-binary characters. Um, on Wikipedia, the film, theater, and book lists of non-binary characters are way, way shorter than that of TV um, and animation slash anime and also games. Um, games tend to have quite a bit of non-binary representation as well as animation, surprisingly, um, and TV, of course. Um, there are probably some reasons for this. Film <laughs> got smacked by the haze codes um, and it was a lot more visible there. Um also, comics, I feel like, have quite a bit of representation, but there's a whole um, history of not representation and being condemned and all of that, which, you know, it could be a whole episode. I think I've talked about the Haze Codes quite a bit before, but, like, it's a whole thing. Um, but I just thought that was interesting to mention. But, yeah. <laughs> um, for this week's Creator Spotlight, I want to spotlight all of the creators of these shows for doing a good job. Um... But also, I wanted to, again, remind you of the gender census. It's important to do. takes like two seconds. Um, really important for research. Um, so just search up gender census 2022 on Google. It's the first link. Go and do it. It's important for our community. But that is all for this week's episode of Stride with Pride. I hope you've enjoyed uh, hearing me just ramble about um, some non-binary characters and hopefully you check out these shows because they're really good. I like them a lot. These are some of my favorite shows. Um, are most of them animated kids shows? Yes, I like my comfort shows, okay? Um, leave me alone. <laughs> I like them a lot. And um, 
I hope you like them too. Um, anyway, um, I hope you have an amazing day, afternoon or evening whenever you are listening to this. Don't forget to have a nap, have a snack, drink some water, take your meds. Don't forget to spread your joy and I will see you all next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.